Brahu, Brahu, Brahu. Chilese. Released on 10 November 1998. Basically a clarion call for the spirit of Ubuntu to preside and prevail. And could it be a better message than on a day such as this? Less than one hour to go before all voting stations countrywide will be closed. And might I implore those who are still doubting if whether or not their vote can make a difference. You would be surprised. Those of you who are doubting the value of the vote, just go. Just go. Take your green barcoded ID and go to the voting station. The spirit of the vote will most certainly find you there, more especially when the countdown has begun. And it might just be the decisive thing for you to see or experience before you actually exercise the right that far too many people sacrificed far too much for far too long for that vote and you can never ever regret going to the vote but i dare say if you won't vote you may live to regret that because especially on the evidence of all polling surveys if you will or results or anything that you want to call it this is by far going to be the closest election is the sixth time only the sixth time this country is going to a general election never mind what happened before 1994 that was just an exercise of what democracy might look like for a particular sector of the community. But in 1994, for the first time, democracy came through. And for one to say they're not going to vote, at least let's let, give us your reasons. Give us your reasons why you're not going to vote. Anyway, if you are in line at any polling station at or before 9 o'clock, you will be allowed to vote. Go to the polling stations, be in line by 9 o'clock rather, and you will be allowed to vote however long the queue lasts for or however long it takes for you to ultimately vote. But for so long as you are there, by 21 hours, you'll be allowed to vote. Talking about voting, we're going to be in conversation very soon with Raymond Perrier, the director of the Dennis Hurley Center in Durban. And, of course, again, this is an invitation for callers to give us their calls on 0891-104-207. Your thoughts, your views, your expressions from what the guest is saying. Do you agree with anything? Do you disagree with anything? Quick word about Dennis Hurley. He was a courageous opponent of South Africa's apartheid regime for over 50 years, dubbed the ecclesiastical Shea Guevara by a South African politician and guardian of the light by Alan Payton. He was a champion of the reforms and spirit of Vatican, to which he regarded as the highlight of his life. Born in Cape Town in 1915 to Irish parents, he became the youngest ever Catholic bishop in the world in 1947 at the time at the age of 31 years and the Archbishop of Durban in 1951. He retired as an Archbishop in 1992, becoming Chancellor of the University of Natal as it then was between 93 and 98. He continued to work as a parish priest 
of Emmanuel Cathedral well into his 80s. To tell us more about the legacy life and times of Dennis Hurley and specifically more about the Hurley Center's involvement in the voting in and around Durban is Raymond Perrier. Raymond, good evening. Good evening, Sangeza. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you so much. I just need to confirm that you are there. We have to take a quick ad break, after which we're going to get right into the meat of tonight's discussion. Everybody else, stay tuned. This is what tap dancing sounds like on a normal day. And this is what tap dancing sounds like on 10 May. No matter what you do, don't forget Slipper Day on 10 May. Support Reach for a Dream by wearing your slippers on Slipper Day 2019. Not all heroes wear capes, so get a wristband from slipperday.co.za and help us make dreams come true. Reach for a dream, inspiring hope. This is an SABC-supported initiative. World of Dance is an electrifying dance competition which puts the world's greatest dancers against each other for the chance to win a grand prize of $1 million. Hosted by talented dancer and actress Jenna Jewin, World of Dance boasts an all-star panel of judges featuring Jennifer Lopez, Neo, and Derek Howe. In the finale, the winners of each division go head-to-head to determine the champion. Don't miss this electrifying show only on SABC3, starting Saturday 8th of June at 7pm. on the viewpoint. Ray Perrier, Director of the Dennis Hurley Centre, good evening. Tell us about your work as it pertains to, first of all, the legacy, life and times of Dennis himself and his attachment to voting such that you guys are carrying on the legacy. Absolutely. So the Dennis Hurley Centre is right in the very heart of Durban, between the cathedral and the mosque and the old market. And we're here serving homeless people, refugees, drug users, some of the poorest people in Durban, seven days a week, all year round. For example, we served 100,000 meals to homeless people last year. So we're a big operation. We work with many of the homeless people in the center of the city. And we realize that so many homeless people have never voted even though they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, they've never registered as voters, they've never had the chance to vote. And we were delighted that the Independent Electoral Commission took up our challenge to make sure that as many of our homeless voters as possible could register and could vote today. And many of them voted here at the Dennis Hurdy Centre because we're a voting station. Your involvement with regard to the vote, how long has it been or was it something that you were trying out for the first time now? This is the first time. Uh, so uh, the building is new. We've only been in place since uh, we, were, we were created since the last national election. So uh, we were reinstated or established as a voting station. Uh, we did a voter registration drive earlier in the early in the year, of course, uh, to encourage not just homeless people but but poor people in this part of the city to to register. And uh, we've been going since 7 o'clock this morning, so we're almost in the, as you say, the final hour, all a little bit exhausted, to say the least. But mm. we have had almost over 1,500 people come through here voting today. That's a major victory for democracy, because especially you're talking to and about and for persons who ordinarily, by most accounts, wouldn't have that voice, wouldn't have that voice, wouldn't have that vote, wouldn't Absolutely. have that democracy. And to use a phrase that Dennis Hurley used a lot in his life, part of our role is to be a voice for the voiceless. So when there are so many people in our society who, because they're poor, because they're marginalized, have no voice, today they were able to exercise their voice. And not just today. So uh, 10 days ago, we had a fantastic event with 100 homeless people in our hall and leaders of the four major parties in Durban 
answering questions from the homeless, actually having to take them seriously as voters and try to win them over, just as they would with any other, any other voters, win over the homeless and, uh, and convince them that they deserve their vote. What is the overriding theme of the people without homes when they were dealing with the political powers? Their biggest, they, they have two big concerns, one of which is a function of, of national politics, one of which is a function of local politics. The national issue for them is about the economy and jobs. Most people are homeless because they moved to Durban, mostly young men. They came looking for work, they haven't found work, and they've ended up on the streets. And so for them, economic issues are absolutely uppermost in their concerns. How, which party is going to deliver jobs and therefore enable them to turn their lives around? But they're also affected by municipal issues, which of course are not part of this election, which is the way in which the municipality regularly and consistently, I have to say very cynically, targets homeless people and uh, harasses them, uh, 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 treats them violently and destroys their belongings. And one of the saddest things today, we had two women who were so looking forward to voting, they'd been part of our political mobilization team, we'd made sure they had IDs, made sure they were registered, and they turned up this morning and said, we can't vote because two days ago, the police raided where they were, took all of their belongings and the other people in that area, and burnt them in front of them. And even when they pleaded with the, home, with the police and said, please let us have our IDs so we can vote on Wednesday, the police ignored them. <sighs> yeah, well, you just and, and that happens all the time. I have to say, that's not a one-off. The, uh, uh, Etikrini, which claims it wants to be the most caring city in Africa, regularly treats the homeless like litter to be discarded, or as uh, and not even second-class citizens. I don't think they even regard them as citizens. It's really shocking the treatment that they uh, that they uh, meet out to the homeless. I won't even lie to you, Raymond. That story has just literally taken the wind out of my sails. I mean, these people who are vulnerable and probably need state institutions more than you and I ordinarily would to go through that traumatic experience of just having your belongings burnt. First of all, yeah. And, and credit, credit to and Tandeke came here and they spent the whole day with us helping, volunteering, helping organize people, organizing the queue, uh, serving refreshments to the IEC officials. So even though they couldn't vote, what was so moving is they said, well, we, we still want to be part of the process. They, are they with they, you right they're now? Not, are they, they haven't given up on South Africa. Ray, are they are Nozipo and Tembega close to you right now? Can you get hold of them? Uh, they've, actually, they've actually left because they had to. Uh, they, uh, uh, unfortunately, it's after dark here, and if you're sleeping on the streets, you need to you need to get your safe pitch uh, before uh, before it gets dark. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What a pity. I, I just would have wanted to give them what is rightly theirs: their dignity, the opportunity to express how they feel. Just an opportunity for them to participate in this democracy, albeit not through the X, but to give us the experience, to tell us their thoughts, because, I mean, their stories are worthy of being told by them. Well, we can certainly, we can certainly arrange for that uh, another time. Can we and please? That's very much can a we part please? of what happens in the centre. People hear the real stories of real people on the street. What are their surnames? You uh, said Nozipo uh, and Tembega. Tandeka Makanya and Nozipo Magwaza. Tande Gamakanya and Nozipomakwaza, if you can hear my voice and if you are a relative of theirs, just tell them here at SAFM we thoroughly appreciate their spirit. We appreciate, more importantly, their willingness to give democracy a chance. And most importantly, we thank them for being examples of notwithstanding what it is that this life may rob you physically, them standing up for their personal dignity and insisting in participating in a democracy that is theirs as it is that 
of the current President Ramaphosa. We truly do want to laud them for that. This is in keeping with the spirit of what made South Africa the country that we are. It was the most ordinary men, the most ordinary women, willing to quite literally have their possessions burned in the exercise of this vote. We'll have to take a quick ad break and just as I reconcile myself. SABC3 brings you Harry every weekday afternoon from 13 May at 5.30pm. Award winner Harry Connick Jr. is the host of this spontaneous entertainment show filled with music and laughter and features engaging celebrity interviews, live musical performances, audience participation and countless surprises. Bursting with wit and charm, Harry is wildly entertaining and always unpredictable. Diarize your appointment with Harry every weekday at 5.30pm only on SABC3. 10 female fighters journey from around the world, living in one house, training together, and then fighting each other to avoid elimination and to win the ultimate prize. This is The Fighter. The hit reality TV series premieres this Saturday as Team Soldier Boy clashes with Team Lazar. The Fighter, every Saturday at 8 p.m. on SABC3. Brought to you by SABC Sport. Call Songez or now. 0891-104-207. Raymond Perrier is in Durban at the Dennis Hurley Center, and he's the director thereof. We're talking about voting at the historic Dennis Hurley Center, taking place for the first time, established post-2014. They are now a center that is effectively an IEC facility, and today it saw over 1,500 persons come through its doors, casting their votes, a lot of whom are people without homes. To tell us more on that is Raymond Perry. Raymond, what has, it been, what has the experience been like today? What are some of the gains, or what is that thing that you saw today which just gave you the chills and shrills of a job well done? It's just been deeply moving. So we have had, as I say, homeless guys. We've had street traders. There was one guy who turned up, big smile on his face, uh, he had got literally picked up his ID from Home Affairs at 10 to 9 last night, and he came along. We'd managed, we, we had been instrumental in making sure he got his ID, uh, Bogani Hassa, and he was here and voting, and literally voting for the first time, which is uh, extraordinary. Uh, young people, there were a lot of students who live in this area. We had young people coming in to vote, uh, obviously, for the first time. And some elderly Muslim people, because this uh, traditionally, we're right by the mosque. Traditionally, this was a Muslim area in the old days and so some elderly Muslim people coming in. It's the second day of Ramadan, so they were standing out in the heat, not drinking, not eating, but determined to wait out, even if it was an hour or two hours, so that they could vote. Earlier um, on, we And were... then also, interestingly, so some white people, and I want to say this because this is just extraordinary. We counted up. We were actually, actually 1,500 people voting today. Four white people. I thought, how extraordinary, because before 94, those four white people would have been the only people who could vote. I thought, that really puts mm. into context what we're looking at in terms of the scale of South African democracy. How do you think Dennis Hurley, Reverend Dennis Hurley, might be feeling like? Because this is some of his legacy the call for service, service to those who are at the bottom of the social ecosystem. Absolutely. I mean, let's bear in mind, for, for years he stood on his own outside, of, outside City Hall in Durban, holding up placards, campaigning against apartheid, knowing that it was illegal to do so during the, uh, the states of emergency, that he did so because he was daring the, uh, uh, the, uh, the then uh, um, security forces to, uh, to challenge him. So I think he's, we, we, we're pretty sure he's looking down from heaven 
and smiling at us. But one of the things which Hurley was very clear about is that democracy isn't about elections. It's not about one-off events. It's about the ongoing relationship between government and voters, between those who, who are supposed to be serving us and, uh, and, those, and those of us they're supposed to be serving. And I think uh, one of the things we've been really stressing to the, to the homeless guys, particularly as part of this program, is that voting is the middle of the process, not the end of the process. And I'm, I'm pleased to say that when we had the politicians coming in and talking to the homeless, the ANC guy, because let's assume that the ANC are, are likely to end up uh, 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 still in power f- uh, from tomorrow, the ANC guy said, I will come back after the election and I'll report back to you what we're doing. And we will hold Rusidube to account for that and make sure that he comes back and does that. Talking about that experience of the political parties engaging with persons without homes, the sense of engagement from the political parties, did you get that sense that they were giving the sufficient respect that the persons who were expressing their views are due? And more importantly, in their engagements, were they sincere in what it was that they were saying? I mean, you're saying you're going to hold them to account. Do you get the sense that this was a political engagement as you would find in any other space? I, uh, yeah, let, let, let me be. Let me try not to be too cynical about it. I think they were as engaged and as sincere as politicians ever are. So uh, a lot of what they said were big promises. Uh, there was lots of uh, uh, lots of you know things will be better when when when, when, when we're in charge. And I have to take, always take that with a pinch of salt. What mm. was what was striking was they didn't treat the homeless any worse than they would treat other voters. And, and, I, and I was really impressed by the four politicians who came. We, we invited the five parties that got the biggest vote uh, last time round. The NFP never applied, but the IFP, the DA, the AFF, and the ANC all sent pretty senior people, and they spoke well, and they listened, and they stayed and they had lunch with the homeless afterwards. And that, I think, is also important. It showed that they, uh, they weren't just there for the photo op and, and running away afterwards. We're in conversation with Raymond Perrier, who's the director of the Dennis Hurley Center in Durban. And specifically, there were, for the first time this year, a voting station. And they have seen over 1,500 persons come through their doors, casting their vote, many of whom for the first time. And on that point, we're taking your calls on your experience of casting your vote today on 0891104207. And in Cape Town, we have our first caller this hour, Andrew. Hi, yes, good evening. Good evening, sir. What's happening? Well, I, I haven't voted personally uh, this evening, but um, I feel that the reason that it's difficult to vote is simply that if we look back at Socrates, um, he said that uh, people should be educated to be able to vote. And unfortunately, if people are making uninformed decisions, uh, and I'm referring to things like fractional reserve banking uh, getting into the mix, um, then unfortunately people won't be able to um, understand what is actually going on. And therefore the system will continue largely the way that it has been because even if a politician gets into presidency or various other positions, they still have the global system of fractional reserve banking imposing upon them. Andrew, you did not vote. Is that right? Certainly not. (laughs) Never mind the systemic issues that might play. Do you, with your decision not to vote, do you believe you have a right to comment on South Africa's political system and enterprise? Well, I think that, um, you know, rights are pretty much... Um, a concept where it all just depends on, on whether someone has a voice. Um, I, think that, I think that people do have the right to express freedom of speech at the, at the moment, if that's part of our um, constitution, yes. Sure. What I'm really engaging is when we ask 
politicians to do this because that is what, in the context of the rights and freedoms we enjoy, that is their remit as is constitutionally given to them. The other side of the coin says every five years South Africans will give these chosen and elected people that mandate. And if everybody behaves like Andrew, what do we have? Well, I think that people need to look at more like direct democracy, it's the sort of thing that Elon Musk speaks about. Uh, if you watch some of his um, talks, one of the things he mentions is direct democracy. And uh, if we look at the, um, at the system at the moment, there are ways for people to be able to make better decisions. But if we don't make better decisions based on, if you look at, for example, Germany with the Mittelstadt, uh, the way that banking is managed and the way that money is managed, then unfortunately, um, I think that people can always be, there can always be a lot of lobbying involved. And therefore, the, the the power of the monetary system and the big banks is much more powerful. It's much more powerful than the average vote. I mean, it's right. been said by by people in the United States even that America is an oligarchy. So I don't see why would be we would be immune to that. Uh, and that was a university study out of uh, Princeton. I want to hear it's Raymond's thoughts on this. Thank you so much, Andrew. Andrew is calling us from Cape Town, and we have in Durban Jay. Before we cross back to Raymond Perrier in Durban as well, Jay. Unfortunately, we've just lost Jay, but nonetheless, this is a good time for you to come in, Ray. What are your thoughts on that caller? Not so wanting I, to I, vote. I, I comments on the World Banking System are way above my pay grade. But this whole question about is it worth voting? So, as you may have guessed from my accent, I'm British, so I didn't get a chance to vote today because I don't have a vote in, in uh, South Africa. I do have a vote in Britain. And I have to say, in Britain, we have gone through, but we are going through the most appalling, appalling political mess mostly because a lot of young people did not bother to vote in the Brexit referendum two and a half years ago and are now regretting the decision that was made on their behalf. So when people say to me, voting doesn't matter, I just point to the awful mess that we're in and the awful mess that various other countries around the world are in, which happen because people don't vote. If we, I, I, voting isn't enough, it is absolutely necessary. It's got to be the starting point for political engagement. Final thoughts from you, Raymond. Where to after today? I mean, you will close as a voting centre in the course of the coming few days until they announce their results. And then what work will you guys be doing, especially for the persons who are homeless? Of course, I understand that you are continuing to feed persons. And last year you fed over 100,000 persons or you served over 100,000 meals. Where to from here and how do we get in civil society to be involved in the good work that you guys do? As I said earlier, we've been stressing very much that voting is the middle of a political process, not the end of one. So we'll continue working with our, uh, our homeless guys, particularly with the political mobilizers that we've been training, and great credit to the U.S. Uh, uh, Embassy, to uh, UK's then uh, uh, Faculty of Law, who've been working with us on this, and helping them to think about accountability and encouraging them to look at politics for themselves as a community. How can they elect representatives? speak on their behalf. And what we really want them to take seriously is the prospect that by the time we get the municipal elections in two years' time, there will be homeless people standing as candidates for that municipal election and that they will end up on the city council because that's really where we can change the lives of homeless people and make sure that they're not uh, relying on somebody like me to speak on their behalf because their voice is being heard in the places where it matters. 
Well, anything is possible if Ukraine's election is anything to go by. They've got a comedian to be elected as president, completely shattering the myths about the establishment. Raymond Perry, the director of the Dennis Hurley Center in Durban, talking to us about the historic vote that took place there at that center, which is usually a place for shelter for persons who are homeless and they serve a lot of meals. Good work, guys. Keep it going. Keep it flowing like the water.